start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. You're listening to the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table where we talk about the outdoors. Hello, everybody. We've made it to episode 70. We almost didn't make it. Nick? 71. Ah, oh, shit. Last week was 70. Last week was... You even told me right before. I did and tried to help you. Play games, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, 71. Sorry, everybody. But it almost didn't happen because Nick's a bum and yeah, decided we, to go to the hospital for a couple of days. Yeah, we tried. On the day that we record, too. I tried to tell him to get me out of there, but... I When Tom texted me that morning, he's like, hey, we might not be podcasting tonight. Nick just went to the hospital. I was like, I guess we're taking the podcast stuff to the hospital because we're not skipping an episode. If without COVID, that would have been epic. Yeah. Just all I'd jump in. With I COVID, without COVID makes no difference to me. I'm not strict. afraid. They don't even like, so uh, with COVID and everything, my parents, like they were my, you can have like two, um, like, I guess advocates, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like you can have two people visit you, yeah. but it's only one at a time. And what I, what happened was, is that like my parents can't even be in the building at the same time. So like really? if one's coming in there to like see me, the other one has to be outside the hospital. Yeah, it was, kind of, it was really stupid. But they, that COVID. doesn't even make sense. COVID. COVID. But they're going to come in the building anyway. Yeah. You would, you, yeah, you would think, but. That doesn't make sense. Wow. Oh, it yeah. makes perfect sense, Frank. Yeah. COVID. We'll, we'll, <laughs> it's all you got to say. It's the perfect explanation. But yeah, so that was what? Th- it was Wednesday. Wednesday Yeah, morning. Wednesday. So I was there for like three days, two nights. Um, got out just a few hours ago and yeah. said, we got to get this done so we can get it out for you. Fine. Young men, when men and women, Are you okay? Sorry, there's a lot of side effects. The, the hospital's still wearing off. <laughs> <laughs> Gave me Dilaudid. So feeling it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I could send some pain meds in the texts you were sending. Were they pretty solid? No, they were just a lot of misspelled words as, as one that, that does happen. Yeah. But he's you know, probably mixing them with alcohol since that's why he was in there. Yeah, exactly. Huge alcohol abuser. Yeah, that's actually, I'm going to go for the record that's not why I was in the hospital. <laughs> Make sure that doesn't get blasted out there. Hmm. Um, but why don't you go ahead and tell him why you were? So I had uh, acute pancreatitis. and Pancreatitis. There's no N. So <laughs> that's inside joke. Um, so if you guys want to laugh at that, you can just be on the inside. Uh, basically what happened is I started getting some severe stomach pains about a month ago and then they went away within an hour so i kind of just said must be nothing and then about turned out to be something. yeah well then about a week ago i got those same stomach pains a little bit worse but they went away in about an hour and stuff so i said huh, must be nothing uh if it happens again maybe i'll go get it looked at uh and then wednesday morning yeah uh, you guys got back from ohio on tuesday yeah. Yeah, which is what this episode's really going to be about. Yeah, we're going to get into that in a minute after <laughs> yeah. all the important stuff. Yeah, so Wednesday, the day after we get back from Ohio, wake up and get that stomach pain again, only this time it was unbearable. Um, I broke out into a sweat, started 
shaking, dry heaving, uh, couldn't really like see or hear anything. It was pretty wild. So I was like, yeah, I definitely should get this one looked at. Uh, turns out I had pancreatitis and, um, uh, they found out like due to my blood work and everything, which I mean, you, to have it due to alcohol, it's gotta be like 20 years of abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really off the table. Um, they said, I mean, according to my blood work and everything, obviously it had nothing to do with alcohol. Um, gallbladder, like your gallstones is like the second most common and my gallbladder was totally healthy. So they knew it wasn't that. And after that, the doctor pretty much told me, well, uh, there's a lot you of things. figure it out. They said there's a lot of things that can cause pancreatitis and it's up to you to figure out what it is. So do they pay you for figuring it out? No, I don't even have to go and get my degree or anything. Wow. So basically I just have to log everything I do when it comes to like exercise and eating habits and basically everything and see if I, if it happens again, I really hope it doesn't. But the only difference was, is like they shut my uh, digestive system off for like two days mm-hmm. and just kind of let everything chill. And I think that helped, that helped a lot. I would think because like, I guess like not to get too technical here, but like a normal pancreas has like a 100 to 200 count of lipates and when I got in there Wednesday, mine was at like 22,000. So Not 2,200, 22,000. Yeah. Okay. It was a little, literally off the charts. I can't find any charts <laughs> that go that high. Um, so that explains the pain. Yeah, that would uh, explain it. Basically, those like lipates or enzymes uh, is what like breaks down your food. And having all those backed up in my pancreas was like literally trying, my pancreas was like trying to eat itself. It was like digesting it. Um, that was, so that it's painful. Yeah. If you can imagine. I I don't feel like imagining it. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's, uh, that was Wednesday. It's now Friday. Um, Opening day of turkey is tomorrow. And I got the clear from the doctor to head out into the turkey woods and kill a long beard. He said, go for it. You better go do it. Uh, I think I'm, it's the perfect recipe for a big old long beard. Doctor prescribed it and everything. Yeah. Um, The only problem is if I see a Jake, it's going to get its head blown off. Yeah. So... (laughs) You got to test out side effects of pancreatitis shooting Jake's. Yeah, yep, that, that's that true. Too. Big time. Yeah. Um, other than that, we're, uh, we're good to go. Just, yeah, we're all here see. and ready to talk about your Ohio trip. Yeah. Um, actually we do have to, the few, Oh, you got some housekeeping. I mean, just a little bit. Um, 17 cents a day guys. That's where I, I wasn't going to say 17 <laughs> cents a day, but um, going to talk about it. Yeah. Jump on to our Patreon and everything. Um, we're doing that giveaway as soon as we hit 20 Patreons. Or patrons, I think is what they call them. Um, Patreons? So it's Patreon, pa- they them- but they call them patrons. Do they? Yeah. Hmm. It's for for sure. So get in on that list so you can enter for the $500 mobile setup giveaway. Only a few spots left. Get yep. them while they're hot. Yep. They're going like hotcakes, they say. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to... I want to shout out two different podcasts. Uh, one is our buddy Hunter Klobuchar over at Fish Gods. Uh, yeah, I did see he's he, starting a podcast. Uh, him and uh, his... Business partner Tyler Wittenbaugh, Waltenbaugh. or Waltenbaugh, Waltenbaugh. Uh, they started their own Fish Gods podcast. Um, they just launched their first episode, so go over and check that out. Uh, and the other one I want to launch or talk about just launched this morning, so two days ago when you're listening in, uh, is the Deer Hunter podcast with Kevin Vissison. Episode 200 is about the Mitch Rumpala buck. Mm. Um, if you have ever been deer hunting before, you've probably heard something yeah. of the Mitch Rumpala buck. Um, so that is the f- first of that series. And he said he is doing as many series as it takes to get to the bottom of the story. And he said on air, it is not out of the question to have Mitch Rumpala in studio or at his house. Um, 
to, that would be literally insane yeah, to, to hear like yeah. firsthand from that guy. Yeah. So, cause that's like one of that is honestly, it's probably the most controversial deer ever. It definitely is hundred yeah. percent. So definitely check that out. Kevin's a good dude. Um, he's been producing podcasts for years. He's like I said, episode 200, mm-hmm. um, very talented with a camera. Um, so, I mean, check out his Instagram and everything. That's, he's got some pretty cool pictures. Uh, that's all I have for the floor. So, well, thanks for sweeping it up. Yep. Tom, uh, do you have anything to housekeep? No, just that turkey hunting starts tomorrow. I'm pretty amped up about it. All right. Maybe so we, we can, should we'll go wrap into, up with that. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. We should wrap up with opening yeah. day plans. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, back up then and go to Ohio before you were in the hospital. And how did it go? Because I didn't talk to you guys much just for this reason. I, I kind of backed. I talked to you guys the first day, and that was about it. I didn't talk to you guys much just so I could ask better questions without already knowing the answer. Good, good Sounds good. So me and Tom were actually not hunting together the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what we'll do is maybe just each break down our day one, day two, day three. Yeah, kinda. do it. Um, so my day one started uh, basically we had a lot of places picked out on Onyx that we wanted to try out. Mm-hmm. When we got there, like we actually got to the house, we realized when we put it into Google Maps that our prime locations were about an hour and a half away oh, really? from the house. Like it didn't, it was like only like this far on the Onyx map. <laughs> Gotta but, zoom in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so it was way too far. So the first night, Keith and I. How did you overlook that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Keith and I both did it. Uh, huh. And so did Tom. So way to ruin my story. I don't even have to share day one now. Yeah, of course. Uh, so me and Keith actually, as soon as we got there, um, we jumped in the truck and headed out. We wanted to put some birds to bed. Mm-hmm. So we get out there to this um, select piece of property, and there's trucks everywhere. Nice. So I was like, I was awesome. going to ask how many, like, because you guys were hunting public. I was going to say how much hunting yeah, pressure think, did you run into? So day one, we saw, I th- well, night one. This is before this yeah. leads into it. Saw seven trucks roosting birds um, along this piece of public, which we didn't even go through the whole thing. That was just in the area we were trying to listen so, for birds. Did you guys go back to that spot the next day? Or did you yeah, say- we're pretty close. Up. Okay. But um, so we listened for birds, did not hear a single gobble. Um, but the owls down there are incredible. I mean, I heard seven different owls the first night. And they weren't people? Definitely not people. Um, Keith was one of them, so there was eight if I count Keith. Um, but <laughs> Keith's got a pretty good owl hoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I mean, their owls are everywhere. You hear them all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like another songbird down really? there. It was really cool. Um, so anyway, we didn't hear a single gobble. So I it's think like, the gobblers are kind of accustomed to the owl hoot and don't really Yeah, we realized owl. that. Yeah. yeah, we found that out that the they don't shock gobble to owls like they do around us mm-hmm. just because there's so many of them. Yeah. So me and Keith went back to the house. We did some planning. We figured, you know, that's our best opportunity. We were kind of shooting for maybe they just weren't talking that night. Um, mm-hmm. So we set up in that general neck of the woods. I mean, we're talking there's over 10,000 acres there. So it's yeah. a big chunk of property. Uh, Keith picked a ridge that was kind of like a bowl. You, a long bowl. I mean, they were like 700 yards around yeah. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And we set up on that bowl in the morning. How was the terrain? Was it more... Very compared? similar to Maryland, actually. Oh, so it We was were pretty... told slight rolling hills. It was Maryland. Nice. Uh, the only thing different was the um, the peaks were a little bit wider uh, in the area we were hunting. Tom said it, his was a lot closer to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but just a lot of fingers. Narrow ridges and fingers. Yep. So anyway, me and Keith cut up. We First, we parked the truck there. Um, found out it's a big meth area, so definitely lock your vehicles and everything. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, I mean, there's meth everywhere. Pretty bad. I mean, Apparently went to the gas. It used ga- to be a big coal mining town. And when the coal mining business left, the, the meth moved meth in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, we go to the gas station, there's people with sores all over their face. Nobody has teeth. That's nice. Uh, we found a lot of red phosphorus in bottles out in the woods. It was wild. <laughs> Didn't touch those. Well, if you ever feel like starting to do meth, you know where to go get it. Yeah. Me and Keith followed, like, these orange tags through the woods and found a big, like, little mobile bottle meth set. So that was pretty wild. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude, it was bad. So anyway, so we get there, lock our vehicle up, you know, and head up this trail. Mm-hmm. And the trail starts off like a switchback up the mountain. And we're like, mind you, we're in the Appalachians through there. So mm-hmm. we're doing this little switchback. We get up to the top and like off in the distance, it's very dark, but in the distance we see this like white shape. Like what? What is up there? Like, it was still dark. Totally dark, but you could see like, a, I mean, it was like, it wasn't like it was illuminated. Yeah. Um, you could just like see a something. white shape. And we're like, what is that? And so we get a little bit cold. We're like approaching this slowly because we don't know what to expect. Yeah. And then we see this like little orange glow. I'm like, is that like a, a campsite? So we like get up there and it's like, we're like, like okay, there's, there's like some like homeless dude just like. Living in, in the, the woods of, out here. Yeah. And like we get up there and like he's just sawing logs in his tent. Just, I mean, just snoring like crazy. Nice. So we just sneak on by him and head up the trail. We get a little bit further. We see like another like object out in the distance. Like, what is that? Guys, there's another one. So we get up there and there's another tent. And I'm like, dude, like just did homeless people just like camp everywhere out here? Like, is that is like the meth that bad where nobody lives in houses and yeah. just all in tents everywhere? <laughs> and then so we're like, okay, so we sneak past that one. Um, you can hear people like in the tents and stuff, and like, okay. Keep going up further and then um, came across the shack with uh like it was an outhouse and then a sign that said drinking water but not very quickly you're in a camp yeah we're in like a camping area i'm surprised because usually like onyx has stuff like that yeah it wasn't that's weird um so that kind of sucked um i think onyx is they'll probably work on that but anyway so then we're like okay this sucks but we've already walked quite a ways to get in here like up that switchback and everything Mm -hmm. So we're just going to keep on going. We found, I think, a total of six or seven tents. And then finally got like deep enough. We're nowhere near where we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but we set up way past any of the last tents we saw because we didn't want to be anywhere near the campers. Yeah. And set up and actually like, I think we got to like the top of the ridge and then it just kind of like not like dives right down to the bottom. And we kind of just stood there for a listen. And we heard one gobble off in the distance. We're like, okay, so like we're not... We're not too far out of the game yeah, here. Yeah, you're in business. You know, we don't really know what the terrain's like. It's still really dark. Why don't we just set up here? So we, mm-hmm. you know, got down the hill. I set up uh, my hand decoy. And, you know, as it starts getting lighter, we start hearing more and more gobbles. And then all of a sudden we get uh, probably three gobblers that light up that are, you know, inside 200. Like, not bad. Yeah, you, know? you can then, work those ones. Yeah, and then, you know, a couple more gobblers start, you know, lighting up and stuff. We counted um, diff- based on direction and everything we estimate somewhere six or seven gobblers we could hear mm-hmm. like within earshot yeah and the three that were like the closest like i said like that 200 mark is the ones that we were hoping we could pull in because everything else seemed pretty far out there and once we heard them hit the ground uh, we started doing some light calling they started coming in coming closer coming closer they're basically working around that bull 
mm-hmm. and they got to about probably 115 yards um, and then just could not get them to commit any further. I thought it was going to happen opening morning just because yeah. they like flew down, started coming right to the calls. Started they were, reading the script. They were responding they were, to yeah. like our calls, everything. And then they just they, hung up. Yeah, and I mean, it was literally like they were coming in, coming in, and then all of a sudden it got to about like 7.50-ish. Were they strutting? Were they doing strut circles? Or were no, they, they were just, just gobbling and... They yeah. just didn't want to come any farther mm-hmm. and peaced out. Yeah, but right at like 7.55-ish, somewhere in there, birds shut up. Wouldn't I mean, like gobbling to every call, as soon as that time hit, gone. Not a single gobble after that. Hmm. And so then it's really tough to get on birds if they're not going to talk. Yeah, you can Especially can't. in an area you don't know what they do yeah so keith and i were kind of up in the air with everything so we decided you know we'll walk this we're at the top of the ridge we'll just kind of you know Mm -hmm. drop down on the other side work around and then pop back up maybe we can Mm -hmm. work something there and no dice Mm -hmm. Uh, we just couldn't get on them we tried we hunted hard until noon and could not get another gobbler did Um, it persist that way the rest of the days you were there were they shutting up early one frank I, i know that but it's just a question yes Okay. <laughs> a little foreshadow. <laughs> yeah. Very specific. Eight o'clock, there's not a single bird that's going to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't know that at day one. Anyway, so we hunted our butts off till noon and could not get another gobbler to go. Mm-hmm. So we hiked back out. We met some of the campers. Turns out we were on the Appalachian Trail. Oh, um, okay. And they, they're like, oh, yeah, like our, we parked our trucks like six miles down that way. And I was like, there's a road like a mile that way. <laughs> like, like I, apparently they do it for fun. Uh, yeah, if you're hiking the Appalachian Trail, you don't want to yeah, park would, a yeah. mile away. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, we our trucks are like six miles. I'm like, there's a road like a mile. You just Yeah, they're probably <laughs> looking at you like, what a stupid asshole for <laughs> suggesting a, only walk a mile. Yeah, and then Keith's like, I thought you guys were homeless. Like, the guy's <laughs> he like, said that to him? Yeah, he's like, what? Like, <laughs> Why would you think that? <laughs> uh but yeah, so we talked to them for a little bit, and they're like, oh, yeah, we heard a couple birds in the evening, mm-hmm. uh, but, I mean, not too much. I'm like, all right, well, are you guys camping tomorrow? And they're like, no, we're, we'll be getting out of here. I'm like, okay, you know, because, the, like, they heard, heard birds right by them. We weren't that far from them. Mm-hmm. So that was basically what we were left with at noon, day one, um, and then headed back to the house. Mm-hmm. So, What about you, T? So I'm going to start with night one. Nick and Keith were all ready to rock and roll going out scouting birds and me and my hunting partner sam you guys know sam from the intro of our podcast he's the lead guitarist in the intro spent my week hunting with him opening night we let nick and keith go scout birds we grabbed a beer cracked a cold one and put on probably the best hunting show i've ever seen (laughs) big shout out to my boy russell knight insane turkey caller learned a lot from me this weekend good show uh so we just watched turkey hunting videos and some say that's the better way manifested to do it. a turkey yeah. kill yeah yeah if you watch big birds die you're gonna kill big birds yeah that's the problem with that hunting video <laughs> no he had a fighting purr on a slate call like none other that's wild yeah anyway so we watched him and had a good plan going we were going to go to this one piece of public land and you know about 10 30 sam's up in bed and i'm like i'm gonna see how long of a drive i got in the morning so i plug it into the old google maps and it's an hour and a half so i'm like well i'm not getting up at two o'clock so i march upstairs and i'm like hey sam Sam, Sam, we're uh not hunting there in the morning he's like oh why not 
I'm like, because it's an hour and a half. He's like, yeah, we're not hunting there in the morning. <laughs> just said that. So I go to bed not knowing where I'm going to hunt. Wake up in the morning, pull up the old Onyx, and I'm like, yeah, that looks pretty good. Only 20 minutes away. So we're driving along, driving along, and I see this car. He's like speeding up behind us, and it's like quarter after four. I'm like, this guy's turkey hunting. No yeah, one else no is on doubt. The road. And he obviously is trying to get around me, but the roads are so, I don't understand the roads where we were at because they would be like these up and down hills, windy back and forth, super narrow, not a, like literally eight inches of berm on the side of the road. Like, and then no guardrails just down the side just of the road. off the cliff. Yeah. No, and, it's, and they drive 55. No yeah. And it's 55. Mm-hmm. And then it switches over to a 40 when it's like poker straight and not a hill in sight. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get it. But so he can't pass me because all the hills and wind and bends. Mm-hmm. And I'm Sam's my co-pilot, and he goes, "Oh, you got a while before you got to turn." Yeah, you were supposed to turn right there. <laughs> Five seconds later, yeah, yeah, you missed it. So this guy goes down the turn, and I see him take off up into the woods like a bat out of hell. I'm like, "Yeah, that's right where we're <laughs> trying." That guy to go. just stole our spot. So and you look like a dirtbag if you turn like the guys behind you. You turn around and follow him. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what we do? We turned around and we <laughs> followed him. But I didn't drive way up into the woods. I parked right at the trail opening. Mm-hmm. And me and Sam were like, "All right, we'll just park here on the side of the road and walk in." And Sam's like, "I think you can drive back." I'm like, "I don't know. I don't want to be that guy." Mm-hmm. And then another truck pulls in and just drives right up into the woods. I'm like, "Yeah, we're driving. We're gonna be that guy." Well, it turns out you're allowed, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that at the time. And then I saw two people do it. I'm like, oh, we're doing it. We're doing it. So we drive up into the woods and we get to, there's like a little parking lot and there's like three trucks in the parking lot. And I'm like, all right, I'm not hunting here. Mm-hmm. So we keep driving up the trail, pass another truck, pass another truck, pass another truck. I'm like, oh, this place is really loaded. We're just going to drive as far back as we can and get to the end of the trail. Mm-hmm. So get to the end of the trail, truck parked there. I'm like, well, I can see him walking in on this side of the trail. We're just going to go in on the other side of the trail. Sam's like, sounds good to me. Get out of the truck, load the guns, start marching our way. We walk the edge of this ridge, probably 200 yards. So we're quite a bit away from the trail. And mind you, I don't know what it, the deal was, but the leaves were like knee high. So it's like a herd of elephants walking through the woods. <laughs> Nothing quiet about it. Mind you, it. it's been like a drought. Like it was super loud really? in the woods. You, there, you're not sneaking anywhere. You no, know, there was so much undergrowth, like briars everywhere. It's, it was bad. So we're like, I think we've made enough noise. Let's just, <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's sit just down. Let's just park it. So we sit down and it's just starting to get light. And we hear a gobble way off in the distance. And I'm like, Sam, we got to move in on this bird. And he's like, yeah, I agree. So we move like 100 yards and we sit down where this like finger comes out into the ravine. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there and hearing this bird gobble. And I'm looking around and I can't shoot. Like, it's so thick. And I look at Sam. I'm like, buddy, we got to get closer. Like, was, I, it wasn't light at this point? No, it was just getting light. Like, birds just started gobbling. Mm-hmm. So he's like i don't know man like that bird's close i'm like i don't know we we can move in on him (laughs) and he's like it's it sounds like it's like 100 yards away and i'm like no it's like 300 and so he's like all right let's move in 
So we move in, mind you, not very quietly, trying to be as quiet as possible, but it's impossible. impossible. And so we move in, and I'm like, All right, I think this is where we want to be. It's a little bit open, can shoot. And we sit down, and the birds just quit gobbling. I'm like, man, I hope we didn't spook it. And like 45 seconds later, he gobbles, and he's like right there, like directly across the ravine from us. And we're like kind of basically eye level with them how, with how steep these ravines are. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, we, we moved right in on them. So there's birds gobbling 360. There's probably seven birds within 100 yards of us. Like it was, I don't know how we didn't blow anything off the roost day yeah. one, but that's how it went. And watch these birds pitch down out of the roost. And I, I was good. Didn't call on the roost at all. Waited till the birds flew down and then started started talking to them. And they were hammering, 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 going into full strut. And couldn't get them to break across the ravine. I don't know what their deal Obviously, I know what their deal was. They didn't want to cross the ravine. Yeah. But I, in your mind, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I got these when they're coming across the ravine. And they'd work closer and then they'd work back. And then I'd call them back in and they'd turn around and walk away, call them back in. So we monkeyed around with them for like two hours before I'm like, obviously they're not coming. So I just let them walk away and they gobbled the whole time they were walking away. So we're like, wow, like day one, not a clue what we were doing, no scouting, nothing. And that's the morning we had like, yeah, that's a damn good morning for not knowing where the hell you're going. Yeah. So we're, we're all amped up and so we back out of that area and we're like, okay, we know exactly where these birds were roosting. And actually, let me backtrack a little bit. Got a little side story. Um, we're sitting on the hill. I'm working these birds and Sam looks over at me. He's like, here they come, here they come. They're coming down the hill. So I'm looking, I'm looking and it's two deer. I'm like, Sam, those are deer. He's like, oh yeah, I see that now. That's my bad. And Close enough. So we watch. I thought you guys thought you spooked the turkeys. Can you let me finish your story? Oh, oh okay. Yeah, so we watch these... Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Can I finish one damn story? Watch these turkeys go up the hill, deer come down, and so we watch them, and then we're like, all right, we're going to get out of here. So start walking. I'm like, I want to mark where we were at and where these birds were at so we know how to get to them tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So we kind of walk down the edge of the ravine and get to where these birds were roosted. And so I put my pin location where they were at and sam looks at me and is like hard stop he's like we just busted them up the hill there there they go and i'm like trying to look i'm like are you sure they were turkeys and he's like 100 percent, not a doubt in my mind <laughs> bet and, the farm and i'm looking and i see two white tails going up the hill i'm like sam those are deer and he's like oh yeah i see that like, maybe they were deer but it's it's not all bad because like 30 seconds after that, we're walking back up the hill and I put my hand out and stopped Sam. I'm like, Sam, there's a gobbler right there, full strut, like hundred yards. And he's looking, he's like, that looks like a stump. I'm like, no, that's a gobbler. And no so doubt. he sneaks down the edge of this ridge and he gets a different angle on it. It's a stump. And throws his hands up. What the hell are you doing? So anyway, we back out of that location and drive around the road, get back to the same Point or the same location of where we were at, just a different access point. Mm-hmm. And 
Tom, what are you doing? Got a Snapchat uh, from Joe. It's a long one. Oh boy! Yeah, it, it's gone off like for forty-five <laughs> seconds straight. <laughs> both both mine and Tom's is going off. You were yelling at me for not having my phone off. Well, my phone's off the table. You can't hear it. Anyway, anyway, so we drive around the truck, drive around in the truck to kind of the same location, just a different access point to where we could access where these turkeys were roosted without crossing the ravine. Mm-hmm. So we walk in and we're like, yeah, this is, this is where we need to go in tomorrow and set a point there. And I'm like, we just got to get to this point and then get up to the top of the hill mm-hmm. and we'll be in the money. So we back out like thinking like, do we even go hunting tomorrow? Like it's, it's, it's not even not fair. Even fair. Like yeah. I might just sit home cause it's like a guarantee. Mm-hmm. So we back out of the woods that ends our hunt about 1030, go back, make some breakfast, put on some Russell Knight, And that yeah. was the day. Yeah. That was the hunt. I do want to backtrack to my day one. Your day uh, one's over. Yeah. Well, you get one. It, shot. This is after the end of day one, oh, okay. but it's still in day one. If that makes sense. It does. Um, I remember how I emphasized meth town and how we locked the vehicle. <laughs> uh, so we get back down there and Keith had left his window wide open. Are you kidding me? <laughs> for, for like six he hours. He did lock the doors though. Yeah. Doors were all locked. Good but his thing. Window was at first he freaked because he thought his window got busted out. And then Turns we realized there was no was glass. Yeah. I just didn't put it up. So we didn't lose anything. I had like five avian X decoys in the car. So that was, I feel like meth heads aren't stealing Turkey decoys. No, probably not. Um, but yeah, other than that, so I guess I'll go into day two now. Please, please go into day two. So me you guys were there, you hunted four days, four yeah, days, like three and a half, but four days, four days, day two. Um, this is Sunday and Keith and I, because of where we saw our, or saw those birds in the morning decided, you know, what's, well, it was on like the other side of the bowl mm-hmm. uh, where they were roosting at, but. Basically, we decided we were going to go because the campers were gone. We could sneak in below where the campers were and get right to where those birds were. Did you still have all the hunting pressure the yeah. second day? The second day was even worse than the first day. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because it rained uh, all Saturday afternoon through the night, mm-hmm. and then it was beautiful Sunday. So like, I think everybody was... Waiting like, on Saturday to go Sunday. Yeah. So Keith and I move in on those birds there, and I think we heard three gobbles on the roost. Mm-hmm. And then by, like, they flew down. Then we never even saw these birds. They barely talked that morning. Yeah. And just could not, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get, get on them. Going. We hunted there till I think like 8.30. And birds had totally shut up right on the dot, 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So Keith's like, hey, I got this other piece we can go check out. Um, basically, it's a small, there's like a very small access point. And then it opens up into the, to a big chunk, like on the edge of some private ag fields mm-hmm. and everything. So we get in there and we nicknamed, later nicknamed this property Hell's Asshole. <laughs> it, it was... Must have been a pretty sweet spot. No, it was horrible. It was literally all, um, I don't know what those trees are that have the, the big thorns. What like Coxburs? Yeah. Must be, Yeah. The entire property. They look kind of like an apple tree, but they. But there's got, just nasty. Yeah, they're called yeah. cockspurs. Yeah, so this entire property is, I mean, loaded with them. Loaded. Everything is cockspurs. You can't even like your gun cannot be on your shoulder. You're on hands and knees through most of it. That's nice. The whole property is like, and Keith keeps looking at his onyx. He's like, oh, just you know, a little bit further, it's going to open right up. <laughs> um, 
And in the process of going through Devil's Asshole, we um, like because like certain parts were so thick you couldn't get through. We had, you know divert a little yeah. bit. Somehow we end up like coming almost back to the truck and had to start it over. Nice. So and we, was this all before it was? You were no, this is all done hunting. Okay, okay. No, th- we were hunting this yeah, piece. Yeah, you were done with your morning birds. Yeah, we're, this you is totally different through property. in the dark. Is what yeah, yeah we weren't going through in the dark or anything. Um, like I said, this is probably about 9 o'clock by now. Mm-hmm. And finally... We it get opened to, up. We find No, it, it never opens up. But you get to a ag field, but it's private. Mm-hmm. And now we figure because it rained all night, these birds... Like have to come out to these fields. Did the public border like? Yeah, it, was it bordered right up to right it. Up to it. Okay. And there was, I, I guess, there was like some small, like fifteen yard openings right on the edge. Mm-hmm. So like enough to where if you got, you could like, get a bird over. You there. could get a bird if you could call a bird across the line. You could kill it. Mm-hmm. Um, so our our idea was to you know get on the edge of that field. We figured that sun's gonna pop. Uh, and birds are going to come out to these fields. We can get one maybe that works the edge of the field, mm-hmm. take it. And we get set up. We do some calling. Uh, we didn't really hear any birds, but all of a sudden we heard this owl hoot that sounded awful. Um, still no birds or anything. So we finally like work our way um, down like the edge of the private, and it turns into like hardwoods. Mm-hmm. And then when we get into there, start doing some more calling, and then by this point, I think it's like 10 o'clock and we haven't heard a single gobble. We're bleeding. We're <laughs> irritated. Like both of us are just pissed off. Mm-hmm. And we're like basically looking at the map, figuring out how we got to get back to the truck. And off in the way distance, we hear a gobble. Obviously in the opposite direction of the truck. Oh yeah. So Keith and I look at each other. We're like, if we're going to kill a bird, this is going to be the place to do it because <laughs> it's just horrible and it's going to be a great story. Yeah. So we're like, all right, let's go. So we decide we're going to head over that way. Hear him gobble like two, three more times. How far do you think he went? Like 300? Yeah, probably four. 300. But we figured we, let's yeah, go. Go and for th- it. This is back at the field, mm-hmm. mind you. Like we had just left the field. Mm-hmm. So we have to hike back through all the, the whatever tree you said they were. Coxburs. Coxburs. Um, Anyway, so we're on our way back over there. We hear him gobble three, four more times, and then boom. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so Freaking smoked him. Yeah, somebody smoked him, and now we're back in the middle of Devil's Asshole. And now it's that like sucks. we're going to go back to the truck for sure now. Yeah, this so, hunt is over. So finally, we get out of there and back to the truck. And I think at this time it was like 11.40, and Keith's like, Let's go home. Yeah. Not <laughs> it, calling for 20 more minutes. Yeah. it was That was horrible. I will never go back to that property ever again. Well, even though you didn't kill a bird, you still got a good story out of it. Yeah, there was a bird on the property. And it, it did was, die. It, tandle, it it teased us just enough to get us back in the mix of it, <laughs> and then he got shot. So. That's great. Yeah. But, <laughs> so that was day two for us. Tommy? Okay, I'll tell you about day two. Got our spot picked out right where these birds were roosting the morning before. So we thought, and we get up to where I marked my location where we need to climb the hill and we're climbing the hill. Everything's looking good. And I'm pulling up my Onyx map. And as we're climbing the hill, in my mind, we should be getting closer to where I marked where the birds were roosted the night before. We were getting further away. And I'm like, Sam, 
something's not right. He's like, no, you just got to get up to the top of this hill, I'm sure. So we get up to the top of this hill. We're like 800 yards from where we were the morning before. There was a ridge in between uh, us. So we were on a ridge. Then there was a ridge in the middle. That was the ridge we were supposed to be on. Mm -hmm. And then the ridge even further down was the ridge we started on. Yeah. So nowhere near where I thought we were going to be. And so I'm already a little bit irritated. That's just not, that's just poor planning. Yeah. So, and Sam's already two strikes with being sure of, yeah. No, this time I was sure. I I marked on the Onyx map. Either way. This one was you. Yeah. Well, I, when we were going up the hill, I told Sam, I don't think this is it. And he said, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. But even if he agreed that, yeah, I don't think this is it either. We were not walking back down the hill and walking up the correct one. Mm -hmm. Like we were committed to to go up to this hill. And in all of my years of turkey hunting, little, little foreshadow here, I have never seen a bird roost on the very top of the ravine. It's always like on the side of the ravine. So when they pitch down, they can pitch down into the side or pitch down and land on the top. Yeah. So I wasn't honestly that worried about busting a bird off the roost. Mm -hmm. And we're walking up the top of this ravine and it's thicker than a bugger. And Sam said, I think we should set up here. And I'm like, no, it's it's too thick. We can't shoot. It's got to clear up here in a little bit. And... Sam stays back and I keep walking and I go about 20 yards and I hear bird takes off out of the roost. I'm like, at least it was a hen. Yeah, definitely a hen. hundred (laughs) percent. No doubt. Not a doubt in my mind. (laughs) And I walk back head hung low and Sam's like, I should have said something before you started walking. He's like, I was looking up in that tree. Oh my, he saw it. He's like, that kind of looks like a turkey. And he was staring. Tom continue. Oh my God. (laughs) So, anyway, that kind of sucked. So, we sat down, and I wasn't having too high hopes at this point. But we sat down anyways, because I wasn't going up or down another ravine. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, sun starts to come up, birds gobbling everywhere except for on the ridgetop we were at. Mm -hmm. And same story, we're like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll call one across the ravine. Didn't happen. That's a tough call. Yeah, it's a very challenging call. I don't know. I think if I had Russell Knight with me and he broke out the fighting purr, it, it would have happened. I no think doubt. that would have sealed the deal. Mm-hmm. But it didn't. He wasn't there, so we'll never know. Yeah. So about eight o'clock comes, and birds shut up, and we're kind of just walking the top of this ravine. Re- what? Re- I was gonna say ridge and then ravine, and it kind of got ravine. Ravaged. Ravine. Either or, walking the top, and Sam breaks out his 1920s Sears box call. <laughs> and I tell you what, the thing purrs. Sounds oh, yeah. like a kitten. It's great. Should it sound like a turkey? Well, yeah. Sounds like a turkey, too. <laughs> but Whichever one you want it to sound like. Purrs like a kitten. <clears throat> and he breaks it out and starts calling, and Bird hammers back. And he's like, oh, man, the Sears is going to do it again. And we hear him gobbling on the top of the ravine, on the other side. And not on your ravine. No, not on ours. Directly across from us. And he gobbles all the way down to the bottom of the ravine. And we're like, 
No way. He's coming. He's coming. And he gets to the bottom, gobbles, 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 can't get him to break. And he shuts up for a little bit. And the next time we hear him gobble, he's back up on the other side. I'm like, huh. You think if he would have walked down there, he would have came up to you? I mean, you're hunting state land. Like, these birds are pressured. Yeah. They know the hen's supposed to mm-hmm. move in a little bit, too. They've played the game. So, it's tough. And after that, we're like, man, that bites. So, we kind of tried walking and calling again. Couldn't get anything fired up after that. Then we got down from that ridge and walked over to the one we were really supposed to be at that morning. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm going to mark this one and we're going to go up top and find out exactly where we need to be. Cause it's still like 10 o'clock. We are still allowed to hunt. Mm-hmm. And with as many leaves, it was very easy to see where they were scratching and, yeah. you know, like right before roost, mm-hmm. uh, it was plain as day. Yeah. So we climb up. And I can see there's a big fallen down log where I watch these birds kind of walk up behind the first day. And I can see that log. So I'm positive. You're in the We're right in the spot. right spot. And it's like the one flat piece of ground. Like you can see like 40, 50 yards in each direction, scratched up everywhere. Uh, nice, beautiful oak flat. And I'm like, this is where we need to be. So I mark that point on Onyx and we're like coming back here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And... Stay tuned to find out what happens tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So we had, you know, Tom and Sam, me and Keith, and we actually had our two buddies, uh, new friends, actually, Chris and Grant. We mm-hmm. just met them on this trip. Great guys. All of us in agreement, we got our asses kicked day mm-hmm. two. Um, everybody just had a garbage day. day. Yeah. So we decided, um, and I'm going to disclose some information here because we don't plan to go back to this area. Um, we were staying in the town of Athens. We didn't talk about this ahead of time, um, but we were in the town of Athens, and there it's a. We didn't know this until we got there. Big college town, like our Ohio house, University. Yeah, our house was in the middle of like all of the college housing. We had college kids on every side of us partying all night. Our neighbors were vampires. Yeah. They only came out at night. Nice. Anyway, they had was, a mannequin on their front porch. It was it was a weird deal. Typical yeah. college town. Yeah. yeah, in which none of us fit that scene whatsoever. Yeah. Um, three people called us out yeah. and said, you're not from around here, are you? Sure yeah. not. No, we're not. Anyway, so they're... What are you doing? Put that wherever you want it. What are we doing here? Get it off the computer. Oh, there we go. Rookie <laughs> mistake, boys. Uh, so we decided, we found out that there's 20 bars on the the strip. That's perfect. Yeah. So we are came Are there any up, divey ones? I know. We, we're gonna, we I'm always... Gonna, okay. I'm going to get there. You've, you haven't heard this kind. Yeah. <laughs> you think the valley's bad. Oh, boy. So 20 bars, one pub. Sorry, there's one pub that's like super proud. They even made a shirt about it. <laughs> Pathetic. Uh, they kicked us out at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. That's when they closed. What? On a Sunday, yeah. We had one it's beer and they time. made us leave. Anyways, so we decided we were going to do the Tour de Athens. And that was... We, All 20 bars? That, 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 that was the talk. So we started. Well, did you make bit. up the tour day Athens, yes. or is that an actual? Initially, thing? we planned on we just wanted to go out oh, for one right. Bloody Mary and get some Mexican food. And we emphasized that we wanted we, to get we, out of yeah, town, like we get out of the college yeah, scene. We're like college isn't us. So Keith we're, goes. I found this Mexican restaurant Casanova, seven miles away. Um, seven minutes. Oh yeah, seven minutes away. Get in the truck, pull out the driveway, and the GPS is like. Point one miles destination on the right. 
<laughs> it's literally, it's like the start of the trip. So That's we're like, hilarious. okay, so we're just going to go park back at the house. Mm-hmm. So we whip around the block, go back up to the house, go back down there. And they shut their dine-in off at four o'clock. We're like, does this whole town shut off at four? Except so the bars. Like, <laughs> so we're like, so now we're just on our phones. Like, okay, we've already parked the trucks. We're, we're staying in the area. Yeah. Um, let's find a place that's got Bloody Marys. And we go to the pub. It's just the pub. We get in there looking. They had Bloody Marys. And they're like, well, we close in like 20 minutes. So no, she was not that polite about it. Very rude. We Very, close in 15 minutes. Like, all right, so we wouldn't get bush light then. Yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't, she wouldn't give us mixed drinks. So they gave us, we all just got bush lights. Headed out. Huh. So then we decided to go up to the top of the strip. And that's the first place we call, it's called the J-Bar. We called it the gay bar. Um, just, it was funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. Classic joke. Yeah. So we head into the J-Bar and we all sit down very out of place, of course. Like mm-hmm. we're all in camo and everything. I think uh, we order, tried to order a few bush lights. Didn't have them. What? Yeah. I've never heard of a bar not having. Yeah, they didn't have bush lights. That's That was strike one. Yeah. So Keith orders a summer shandy, totally flat, like no nice. fizz whatsoever. Um, Chris orders a PBR. She had, didn't know what that was, but Chris could see it in the cooler. So she goes, grabs the PBR. Was this a divey place? No, this no. place looks really nice. There's like an upstairs. Huh. Like upstairs. Yeah. Like upstairs, second like a second, bar second bar up. Yeah. Looks really nice. And they don't have bush light. Yeah. So then they get to me and I'm like, you know, what do you got on your draft system? And showed me that blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'll take that. And goes to hit it. And we're out of that. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> I guess we'll take that one. You know, it was just some IPA. Yeah. And get that. Comes in a plastic like solo cup, but whatever. It's, mm. I'm not above drinking out of a plastic yeah. cup. But it just, it didn't fit the, the atmosphere of yeah. this place. Mind you, these are reusable. I was getting there. Well, you well like most college yeah. town, like we live in a college town, they give you plastic cups because they don't want stupid drunk college kids. Yeah, but they glasses. don't want to use them. They throw them out afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So in most getting, other college bars. So, so Tom orders a PBR from a different bartender. She doesn't know if they have PBRs. I'm like, well, he got one. Like, so she's yeah. like grabs Grant or Chris's bottle, like right by the top, like where he's drinking, turns it around. He's like, do you know where they got that? It was like the cool. So she goes down, gets it. Tom gets it, and he's like, "There's like ice around like the bottom." So like Tom's like picking at it, and Chris is like, "It ain't ice." They're like, "Like it wouldn't melt in their fingers." For now, it's mold. Oh my god! Only bar I've ever been to where you can get a side of mold with the beer. Basically, what we infer happened is they spilled beer in the bottom of this cooler, and nobody drinks the PBR, so they just sit down there. That's because it, it's like there's no food at this bar. Like we saw so many college kids come in, do shots, and leave. Mm-hmm. So basically, nobody drinks the beer here. Yeah. So nobody told us that. But basically, there was legit mold on the beer bottles. So I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's freaking <great>. gross. <laughs> so while they're doing that, I notice like the stack of plastic cups. There's like condensation in them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? And these are solo cups, like clear solo cups, like not like fancy plastic cups. Yeah. Fancy plastic. Are, well, I mean, the valley, yeah, I know the mean. valley has yeah. plastic mugs that they reuse, but yeah. these are like solo cups. And then I watch, like, they have, like, it's like one sink, and I'm sure it's got disinfectant in it, I hope. I, it Certain may, of it. 
And they like they literally wash just, the beers with it. They dunk <laughs> the glass one time. There's no the plastic. There, yeah, the plastic. There's no like brush. There's no like three system. Like I talked yeah. to a couple people that bartend. They're like, usually there's like a three, yeah, three tank. Sinks. Yeah. yeah, none of that. Right back on the top of the stack. That's nice. I'm like, so I'm not ordering another beer. <laughs> and so that that place was just gross all around. Nice. And so we finish our drinks there and we're like, now I really wish I would have came. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, we leave that bar and we step outside and this dude and his wife follows us outside. Like kind of bizarre. And he stops. He's like, you they guys came th- out of the bar. Or? Yeah. Okay. Came out and met us on the street. Like you guys turkey hunting. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I knew you guys weren't from around here. I'm like, Oh, did we really stick out that bad? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot. So we go there. I talked to him for a little bit, uh, and he also, he's from there, but he turkey hunts, and mm-hmm. uh, he's like, yeah, you know, this is a lot of liberals around here. I'm like, yeah, I had no idea. There's a lot. <laughs> um, so anyway, we head over to... You didn't ask him to hunt on his property? No, no, he was going hunting, him and his wife both. They hunt state land as well. Hmm. Yeah. So we ended up, I think, over at the Overhang was the next bar we went to, mm-hmm. and that bar, really nice, and I think no we had, mold. Nope, no mold. No, mold free. So had a good time there. Um, bunch of, you know, tons of college people like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith's at the one end of the bar and this group of college kids comes up and they're, you know, just making small talk and stuff. And, you know, they're like, so what are you guys here for and stuff? And Keith's like, oh, you know, we're just down here to turkey hunt. And they're like, okay, left. Like walked away from us immediately. Really? It was we're, that bad. Huh. We're like, well, that's weird. Like, apparently this isn't the bar to talk about turkey hunting. Apparently not. Jesus. So we finished our drinks there. Um, like I said, we just had like one as like each bar we were going to. Then at this point, Tom's like, I'm ready to play some pool. There's one bar on this entire strip that's got pool tables. Mm-hmm. It's called Lucky's. So we go into Lucky's. They got pool tables, but they suck. I mean, they, there was like, um, you know, like pilling on your shirts. Yeah. Like when you wash. That's certain, how the felt that, was. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. horrible. Uh, the pool sticks were like children's sticks. It only, but it was only twenty five cents to play. So can't complain about that. Yeah. So there for a little bit. Um, basically, long, I don't want to drag this out too far. Essentially, we never got even close to hitting all the bars. We like, I think by like nine thirty, Tom's like, I'm going back. I have to hunt. Yeah. And me and uh, Chris ended up at a breakfast diner for, and we were back at the house by ten thirty. Mm. Um, so we did not finish Tour de Athens. <laughs> We only hit a few different bars, um, but we had a good time in general. Mm-hmm. And just I had when to you hi- go to shit bars like that, it gives you something to laugh about the rest. Oh of my! The night. We could not believe like how disgusting the J bar was. <laughs> it, I mean, it just at, like I've been, I like dive bars. Yeah, this was too disgusting. <laughs> but like, it looked nice. That's what's. I know that's wild yeah. that it looked nice, but it, the bartenders had no idea. Like Sam ordered a Jameson on the rocks, and the girl just like put a few ice cubes in the glass, dumped it in there. Like there was like no rhyme or reason to the pour or anything. Mm-hmm. He ordered another one from another bartender. And she's like, hold on one sec. Like goes over to the other bartender. She's like, how much did you give him? And she's like, I think I counted six. And like, <laughs> they had no clue. Clearly not bartenders. Like, when he ordered Jameson, she had to like stand on the bar to reach up and grab it off the shelf. Mm-hmm. It was top. Jameson was top shelf in this place. Nice. And like, they didn't like people don't drink Irish whiskey in that bar. It's yeah. all like, I kept hearing people vodka wearing, shots. Yeah, it was all like orange, like it was screwdrivers and like wet t-shirt shots, mm-hmm. um, which I guess I, I don't know what those are. But I don't know either. You said, anyway. So we all made it back pretty early. 
I mean, I had fun, mm-hmm. but it was very quick. We realized this is not our, yeah, it was not our cup of tea. And we, we came here to hunt, not drink. Well, well, yeah, that too. It was like, yeah. you know, we have to hunt. So that's how we, I guess, like kind of blew off some steam mm-hmm. after everybody's crappy second, second hunt. Mm-hmm. So day three, we'll jump into that. Keith no one I, was hung over. Really wasn't. I mean, a little bit, um, but not too bad, really. Yeah. And so we set the alarms. We've been getting up at, I think, like 345. Mm-hmm. So set the alarms up at 345. All of a sudden, we're downstairs, you know, sipping coffee. And we just hear, like, a car that is just, I mean, redlined. Just, like, getting louder and louder and louder. And also we hear police sirens. Mind you, this road that we live on here is like, it's 25, it's right next to a cemetery, mm-hmm. cars are parked on one side, so it's not like, two cars, when they have to pass, like it's, you jump down real slow. Yeah. This car comes through, had to have been doing 80 miles an hour, two cop cars right behind them, we hear like squealing tires, ripping around, there's like eight cop cars outside, totally blocks off the entire town, and we're like, how are we supposed to get out of here? Like we're trying to turkey hunt, yeah. and there's like cops everywhere they're blocking roads trying to whatever find like we saw the next morning there was a guy with his bumper missing like must have hit a car Mm -hmm. um long story short we got out of the mess just basically had to go way on the outskirts of town and come back through and got out of it and then uh, that's a good start to the morning yeah so then that was our our caffeine adrenaline jump for the morning so me and keith decide we are going to set up on uh those birds we have been hearing in the same spot the first two mornings Mm -hmm. We get in there, those birds are not there. All of a sudden, we start hearing some goblin way off in the distance. Now, mind you, we're at like the top of this uh, ridge. Mm-hmm. We start hearing this goblin, hearing the goblin. All of a sudden, we realize like that's seven hundred yards, like the way a crow flies. Like because you're at the top, you can hear that far. Yeah, and you we got to go up and down. And- it's like a mile and a half around. Like we mapped it out, mm-hmm. and so Keith and I. We're looking at it and basically we could see some fog rising. So we knew like there's a pond down there. So we look at the map. Okay. Yep. That pond's there. So that mm-hmm. kind of was like our um, ref- point of reference. We knew that the birds were up on the ridge directly behind the yeah. pond. So we decided, you know what? These birds aren't talking over here. Let's just beat feet down there. We just start hammering down the hill and we're, we'll just try and get up on those birds. Yeah. We get all the way down there, um, get down like just below the pond. Keith's like, all right, let's give out a few clucks, you know, a little bit of yelp and just see if these birds will answer. We'll see which way they're going down the ridge. Gives out a few yelps. Hear the gobble. It was behind us, right where we were. He gave you the loop? No, it was... (laughs) A different bird? It had to have been because there's no way, like, the Mm -hmm. birds covered 700 yards. Like, they had just hit the ground. Like, there's no... A different bird lit up. Mm-hmm. So now Keith and I are like, so what do you do? Which ones do we go after? It's like, well, we know the terrain over here. We've never stepped foot over there. Let's just go back. So we found a trail, worked up that way. We actually worked that bird for quite a while. Um, you know, it just, I, we never located it, like never saw him, but yeah. I mean, it was right around probably that hundred yard mark. It's just the way that the ridges and everything are, it's so easy yeah, to be that close see. and not see him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at eight o'clock, it totally shut up and same old story. Yeah. I mean, did not drag it out. It basically did no more action yeah. after that. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. so morning three, we get up right to where we want to be. Were you in the same spot again? 
on your point that you found and oh, the sure. day before yeah, yeah like where we actually wanted to be yeah. day two yeah we actually got there on day three and it's looking good uh, there's scratches 360 i got the decoy out sam's looking at the decoy i'm 180 sam looking the other way in case they sneak up behind us and it's looking good starting to get light not a single well i shouldn't there was not a gobble close. Like we could hear mm-hmm. birds gobbling, but they were like 500 plus yards away. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? These birds were right here yesterday, like mm-hmm. or two days and the ago. Day before. Yeah. Like, why aren't they here? And anyway, we're like, they got to come here at some point. Like there's scratches everywhere. They got to come up here and eat acorns and strut. It was a perfect strut zone. We're like, they got to be here. So we're sitting and Sam taps me. He's like, Hey, there's a guy coming up the trail. I'm like, shit. So Sam kind of waves and the guy waves back and turns around and heads back down the trail. And like 20 minutes later, I'm sitting there starting to doze off. And I hear this ungodly loud crow call. And I'm like, <laughs> there is no way that is an actual crow making that noise. And I turn around and see this guy wailing on his crow call and there's like spit flying out the end of it like his face is turning purple those how veins, far away was he like 20 yards oh he walked right up on yeah him. like those veins on his temple are popping yeah. i'm like so he basically turned around no nope, different guy oh this is a different guy different guy yeah <laughs> different guy so i'm like wow i've never never really hammered on a crow call like that before but maybe that's what i'm doing wrong yeah that guy knows so now i'm like a little bit irritated and five minutes after that, another guy comes up the trail. I'm like, yeah, Sam, we're, we're going to find a new spot. This, this isn't it this morning. And he's like, yeah, I agree. So walk down, get back to the truck. And we're like, you know what? Let's take the hour and a half drive to where we initially planned on hunting opening day before we realized it was an hour and a half. So we drive and it actually took us through West Virginia and then back into Ohio and it was an hour and a half car ride, but me and Sam both, for like whatever reason, this car ride did not end. It felt like three hours. It was <laughs> awful. And we get to the spot and we're like, all right, this is looking good. Because you walk in this trail and it's like some nice open pines on either side of the trail. Everything's looking good. And then you get like 100 yards into the woods, pines disappear, and then it's just thick as can be. Like you can't see more than five yards into the woods either side of the trail like Mm -hmm. it's nothing but lavender bushes and pine trees and Mm -hmm. briar patches and everything just can't see a thing so we're like huh this is neat maybe it opens up a little bit so we walk the trail for like a mile and a half and find this little gas well and we're like oh we'll sit down here in this gas well and call and see if oh so you guys still had time to hunt yeah so we called for like an hour and nothing came out to the gas well. And it was like quarter to noon. And I'm like, yeah, we're, I'm calling it a day. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, bud. So we hike out of there and we're kind of let down at this point, like three days of hard hunting. Yeah. And keep getting the run around from these turkeys. And we're like, you know what? Tomorrow we're just going to go right back to where we were day one. That's where we heard most of the birds and just see what happens hunt till eight o'clock and then head out and yeah you guys were leaving the last day yeah yeah 
So Keith and I, day four, had had the same plan Tom and Sam made about just, just going back, over. go back to your roots. Um, Keith and I just did just that. And we all decided, like, we had to be out of our house by 11. Um, mm-hmm. We have nobody had heard birds really after eight o'clock. eight o'clock. We had that one that got shot, but other than that, no birds talked after eight o'clock. So we basically figured we'll hunt till 830, head yeah. back. Keith and I jumped in, same bird, same routine, birds gobbling. They hit the ground. Um, we noticed, you know, at this point we realized, at least it took a couple days, but now we realized that these birds, everybody's heading right to the bottoms and it's it's super swampy down in all these bottoms of the ridges which mm-hmm. makes it difficult to hunt um, but that's where the turkeys were going that's what we noticed so sam and i or keith and i decided like let's just book it down in the bottom of this field or i mean in the bottom between these ridges find a little opening on the in the swamp mm-hmm. and see what we can't accomplish so that's where we that's where we found the meth site was down in this bottom <laughs> But anyway, so we move a little bit past that, and we get one to hammer on a Yelp off the box call. So we set up, and calling a little bit more, and then all of a sudden, three birds just start lighting up on our calls. So mm-hmm. Keith decides, you know, we're just going to shut up, let them do their thing. These birds just start hammering, double gobbling, coming in closer, coming in closer, coming in closer. And, like, we're both, you know, we're checking our phones, like, realizing that it's almost time to yeah, go. Time. Well, it's time that these birds are going to shut up. Yeah. And but they're getting closer. They're getting closer, and just could not couldn't seal the deal. They we never got them in range. Eight o'clock, they did shut up. Mm-hmm. But we we stayed until I think like nine fifteen or so, just because we were like, you know they're coming. Uh, but never worked their way through us. We found mm-hmm. there was turkey tracks in the mud down there, so we know that at some point birds are coming down through that area. Yeah. So we. We put together, it took us a few days and this is, I guess what I want to emphasize on like where Onyx doesn't tell you everything, mm-hmm. uh, boots on the ground is so important. And even though like we, we did a lot of studying on maps ahead of time before going out there, it took us three days to figure out that what these turkeys were doing Yeah, um, because we're so used to, uh, for us in Pennsylvania, we're so used to hunting birds on egg. Like that's everywhere around here. That's what you're yeah. doing. You're hunting birds on egg and, and everything is based around those fields. Yeah. Down there, it's all big woods, mountain birds, and mm-hmm. they don't do the same things. And we found out in this area, particularly that they head down to the bottoms and they get in the swamps, they get in the river bottoms mm-hmm. and they chill there all day pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately it took us a couple days to figure that out and it came home too empty. late by the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had a blast down there. Like Keith and I had a great time. You know, we hiked a shit ton, saw some really cool stuff. Out of, I mean, first morning we had probably heard almost a hundred gobbles in mm-hmm. the morning. Like it was just one heck of a way to open up turkey season for yeah, us. Definitely. Uh, even came home empty handed, but that's the first time we stepped in there, mm-hmm. but had a blast. Nice. So. Final day set up same spot as we did day one. And wouldn't you know it birds start gobbling like crazy right where we set up the day before we're like man this bites like can't, mm-hmm. can't catch a break we were just there yesterday birds weren't there yeah move to a new location birds are right where you were yesterday it's always and, how it goes yeah and at this point i kind of lost hope that we were going to call them across the ravine tried anyways and uh didn't work mm-hmm. but after that initial setup, we kind of just, like, yeah, 
tie a bow on it. We gave it a good run, mm-hmm. head back to camp. So did you guys have, like, even on the last day where there's still a ton of hunters? Did, I didn't we, run into anybody on Tuesday. Keith and I counted, on the four days we were there, um, 65 trucks in the public piece. We were, it was absolutely hammered. We ran into three or four different groups of hunters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just the pressure was unlike anything I've ever seen before. And I think yeah. that's why, like, around here we're so used to hunting birds that do the same thing year after year. Like, they roosted here last year. They're going to roost here tomorrow, the next day, and next year. Yeah. And that's they why always we roost in the typically same kill birds pretty consistently back home. It's, yeah. But yeah. I think there's just so much pressure that these birds keep getting pushed around and mm-hmm. roosting in different spots. And it, you yeah. just, I think you got to get lucky and yeah. set up on the same ridge that they're roosted on. Yeah. Other than that, it's because you're not sneaking up on them mm-hmm. in those woods. No way. Yeah, and even if you do try to sneak and like a, a tactic that we use all the time is to just walk and call until you get on something. You can't really do that in that sort of area because you got a hundred hunters all over the place. Yeah, you like you got to respect that there's other people in the woods yeah. and you don't want to step on toes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it still happens. But I do want to say that everybody we ran into, super nice, mm-hmm. um, respectable, um, and you know, wished them well and everything, mm-hmm. but just the pressure we ran into is unlike anything tough I've to ever beat seen. the pressure. Oh my god! Like I said, sixty-five trucks, and th- that's in one one small area. Th- that's a, a single road yeah. through this public piece we are on. Mm-hmm. Like we, that's not even venturing off on side roads or anything. that's sixty-five trucks in four days. Yeah, just yeah, that's insane. You can't, and I can't say that they're all hunters, but it doesn't matter if they're carrying a gun or not. It's pressure. Yeah, if so, you're like when tom blew the bird off the roost even though you didn't make a sound you spooked him you moved him. pressure yeah you know campers you know that it's all pressure Mm -hmm. um so that's one thing that i guess we are just starting to dive into is the public ground hunting and one thing we just haven't learned to deal with yet is all that pressure because we're not we're not used to it hunting all the private we do yeah um so i got a lot of respect for the guys that do get it done for sure down there um but anywhere on public land if you're if you can get it done on a high pressure piece then you know what you're doing yeah for sure Uh, but it like i said it was blast nonetheless and Mm -hmm. um it just got me ready to go kill turkeys in pa hopefully yeah we start up well by the time this comes out it'll be the day before so yeah Um, pretty much we'll wrap it up there we actually should hold up the opening we'll just do a opening week report next week yeah because we got opening weekend because we're hunting new york too yeah yeah so we'll have two full days of turkey hunting coming up next week. It's going to be wild. So, well, I guess we'll close it out there. Uh, I don't want to say good luck in the woods because hopefully you already killed one by the time you're listening to this. So yeah. congratulations on your long bird or your long beard. Um, good job getting outside. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good job getting outside. <laughs>